Hi, and welcome to the In the Cortex podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Paloma Garcia. And I am Danny Perricone. And we're the founders of In the Cortex, an online community with programs that show people the tools that they need to change their lives through brain reorganization. No medication, just movement. When you get your brain out of survival mode and regulate your nervous system, you start to live in the fun, logical part of the brain, the cortex. Subscribe today and learn how to live your best in the cortex life. And now, on to today's episode. Hello and welcome everybody to episode two of season two of our podcast. Uh, Today is... An interesting episode because we actually asked a lot of our Instagram followers what they wanted us to talk about, and this was one of the themes that came up. So today we're going to be talking about our sensory systems, our senses, and the brain, because we share a lot about about the sensory systems on our Instagram and on our TikTok and in our program, but... I think that sometimes it's cool to like kind of dig a little bit deeper and really look at the link between the way that we are processing the world and what behaviors can come up, right? And what that means about our brain as well. Right. I love this because we talk about primitive reflexes. We all know our automatic instinctual mechanisms that keep us alive basically in the first year of life. And they're all done through movement. And so we share that a lot. Like that's the premise of in the cortex is everything is movement based because if you watch in utero, if you watch newborn, if you watch babies, everything is done through movement. That is how they communicate to us what's going on. And then we talk about also the lower centers of the brain, the pons and the midbrain. When you do the reflex integration, which is so huge right now all over our social media channels, everyone's understanding this. OTs are talking about the importance of integrating your primitive reflexes because as an adult, if you have a moral reflex that is still on and active, that means that your survival brain is constantly turning on. If someone cuts you off when you're driving, it gets personal. You flare out. You get the adrenaline, the cortisol. You're turning red. You're racing them back. You might be doing other gestures that are letting them know you're not happy with them. <laughs> and that is interrupting your day-to-day living of just peace and harmony, right? So, right. And it's also why- flooding your body with chemicals, with the stress cortisol. chemicals, flooding your body with cortisol and adrenaline that you don't, you have nowhere to take it. You'd have nowhere to release it. Right. And so that also sets you into kind of like a constant state of dysregulation, you know? hundred percent. And this is why we're so big at talking about our program is done for any age at any stage in your life, because everybody has, I would say we have, we have met a couple of people in the world that actually have developed brains. We haven't met anybody who has a completely lineup of every reflex developed and a developed brain. We should actually look for that. If you feel like that's yeah. you, maybe you should shoot us an email and be like, shoot hey, us an email, shoot us a video. Yeah. And we'll actually be able to assess you and be like, yeah, you're right. That is you. No wonder your life yeah. is so peaceful. And you're probably not actually listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to talk about how the sensory systems are connected to the primitive reflexes, are connected to the creeping and the crawling. And you can't just do one and expect that, oh, everything's lined up. And even after you do our program, there's still more that we weave in that's even Mm -hmm. deeper and that's the subconscious and how much that takes hold of your life. But you can't do the subconscious work and you can't think your way through it without doing the foundational work of the reflex integration and the lower centers of the brain. So Mm -hmm. let's get into it. Let's talk about the first sensory system. Yes. So – we want to let's go one by one. Let's start with vestibular because also that's yeah. kind of one that we we, we recently um, 
shared about in our program. Your vestibular system is your relationship with gravity. And so it's really the sense of what am I doing in space to keep my balance, right? So if I'm sitting, I'm going to adjust my posture. If I'm standing, I'm going to adjust it. If I'm in a, t in a tilted angle, right, I'm going to adjust my posture. If I'm on a boat, I have to continue continuously adjust it, right? And that's where we start to see some challenges. So some people, they get seasickness or they get car sickness it's because their vestibular system isn't fully developed. And so it's not fully able to kind of evolve with our gravity, the, the way that our gravity is evolving, right? So if we're going super fast in a car or if we're on a boat or any sort of like different kind of thing, lots of times these people will also be afraid of heights or they don't want to do like roller coasters and all that stuff because it's so challenging to their vestibular system. And if you feel like you don't have balance, everything else is off, right? I mean, it's kind of like one of our most important things. Think about when you're walking, you feel like you're going to like miss a step or something. You're like, whoa, like you to you do go into that like survival response. You're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> and so imagine feeling that all the time, right? And so that's what's happening with a lot of people whose vestibular system isn't like fully calibrated, so to speak. They're constantly having to actively think, how am I going to avoid feeling bad, right? Or losing my balance or losing the sense that I have. And we have two types of kind of dysregulation with the with the vestibular system. It can be hypoactive, which means that the little hairs that the vestibular system is like a little pretzel shape on in our inner ear. And it has these little hairs that are what the the sensors they're picking up all this information about our gravity, our position, where our, our head is in relation to our body, etc. And it's that's how it adjusts, right? And so if we have a hypo vestibular system, then the hairs are moving really, really slow. And so any th these are people that need to seek out movement actively because they feel like if they're sitting, if they're just sitting and having a conversation or sitting like in a class, we talk about this, of course, a lot with kids, right? In the classroom, they're going to just like fall asleep, oh. right? Like if they're not, or they're just going to totally like lose, lose track. These are people that sometimes if, even if they're reading something because they're not moving, they're like, I can't, I'm, I'm going to fall asleep too. Right. Or they feel like really inactive. So they're always moving all the time. So they might be like going like this. They might be these people that are super, super expressive and like constantly moving like their body in general. Right. Or they might find excuses to get up every so often, right? Like, oh, let me go get a glass of water. Oh, you know what? I forgot this thing in the other room. I'll be right back. Or, hey, I want to show you this thing over here. I'm going to stand up and show you, right? Because mm -hmm. their body knows, their system knows they need that movement. And this small parentheses, that's why asking kids to sit for eight hours a day in school or however many hours they go <laughs> is bonkers because it's just not fair to their system well, if yeah. it's dysregulated. You know? it's, and what we say to the teachers, it's sit still or pay attention. Their brain cannot do both when this system is not doing its job. And this is so key. The underlying thing here is movement. When you know you mm -hmm. have a hypo vestibular system, you need movement. And so in a kid, this could be really disruptive, right? You're the child that's constantly moving in your seat, spinning in your chair. You cannot sit still. And when you ask that kid to sit still, they're like, paralyzed because they're like, well, then how do I literally function? Because yeah. the vestibular system is the boss of the brain. Lots of the primitive reflexes are connected to this system. And if the it's the Moro, the TLR, the ATNR, the STNR, the HRR, and the Landau, those are all abbreviated of the different sense, um, the different uh, primitive reflexes. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that we address the primitive reflex and then we connect it back to, okay, that is why the vestibular system does what it does. And this was why there's so many modalities out there that focus on just getting you to balance or focus on just balancing. Right. 
but it's not getting to the root of what's going on with that vestibular system. And in an adult, so a kid's really disruptive, right? And if you're that disruptive kid, uh, you know, constantly being told to sit still, then as an adult, you're like, I got to learn how to compensate. So this isn't interfering with my life. But like Paloma said, you're thinking about it constantly. So then you're the adult that's like, I got to take meetings while I'm walking. I love a walking desk because then I can still get my brain to do what it's doing and I'm giving it what it needs because I cannot do both. I can't sit still and stay focused. So it's constant. And there, there's also, yeah, and there's also nothing wrong with finding those things that no. are going to work for your brain because at the end of the day, you do what you got to do, what you got to do, right? Like but compensating uh, and working exactly. harder. Yeah, exactly. It's still a compensation and your brain's just working harder. And the only thing that it, that means is that there's less bandwidth for you to do the things that you want to do in your life, for you to pay attention to that meeting that you're taking walking, for you to be able to, you know, understand yourself and your desires and your true, you know, core values of who you are as a person. This is just one tiny little thing that's getting in the way. And usually if you have that going on with these retained primitive reflexes, this is one of many different things that you're having to compensate for every single day, right? And then you have the other uh, type of- Wait, hold on. Before you, and before you go into that, I wanted to say that when you understand that this is your brain profile, so if we just resonated deeply with you, you're the person who has to move or you have a child that has to move, this isn't to shame you. This is to give you that compassion and understanding that, oh, wait. That's just not who you are. You're not trying to be disruptive. You're not trying to be that person who has to constantly move. It's just how your brain's wired. And there's something you can do about it. So when you listen to the rest of this information, please take that in and know that we're not trying to create any shame or guilt or Mm -hmm. anything. Um, And it's actually really exciting because now you're like, oh, there's something I can do about it. And that's what we want to make sure the podcast explains. Yeah. And it helps you have compassion. We've said this in other episodes, compassion for yourself or compassion for other people who you see that have this going on, right? You're like, oh, that's why they're always doing that. It's not because they don't care about other people. It's not because they don't want to listen to instructions. It's just because their brain needs that extra movement, right? And then you have the opposite, which was me, which is like, uh, and I still struggle with this to this day, honestly. Um, avoiding movement, right? So it's the hyper vestibular system. So your vestibular system or mine in this case, naturally is just going way faster, faster, faster. The hairs are going like this. So any added movement to that is like way too much. So these are people who are going to avoid movement at all costs. Like when I was little, I would avoid any, like I would see like a crack in the, in the floor, like on the sidewalk. Then I'd be like, pick me up, pick me up. Cause for, for me, just going up that tiny little crack as a little two or three year old was like, no way, bro. I cannot deal with this. That's way too high for me. Right. (laughs) Because my vestibular system just wasn't able to understand that 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 relationship with gravity right and so i became the person who was avoiding movement more than seeking it out and so that's another compensation though right because then you have to find out what do i do for my system if i have to avoid movement all the time how do i get out of having to 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 do things in school or with friends or whatever we were just talking about how some people will just not go in cars they're just not going to go on a on a road trip with their friends right or they're not going to go on a boat or they're not going to go on whatever not that everybody's going on brooches and boats every day okay but i'm just saying this is like something that you have to think of extra and any extra movement is going to put that extra kind of stress on your system Right. And here's something interesting. I did not have any challenges with my vestibular system. I was somebody who loved movement and equally could sit still. 
I had a very regulated vestibular system. However, I did not have a regulated or integrated, I should say, moral reflex, which was my fight or flight reflex. So this is also important because when you're learning about primitive reflex integration, when you're learning about lower centers of the brain and needing to develop them, you're not going to hit every single symptom or behavior that's showing up. You're going to have some things that are more apparent than others. And Paloma just talked about like as a child, she didn't want to go, you know, up a step because it was too much for her. But there's also probably some underlying of like the pons, which is the lower center of the brain that's developing between zero to five months of life when you're on your belly and you're creeping. So there's probably some distortion there. So there's always like – it's not just like one clear-cut black and white. There's multiple layers happening because Mm -hmm. I didn't have seasickness or car sickness. I wasn't the person who – And there's a lot of people, this will probably resonate with a lot of people when they're in the car, the further back you are in the car, the more challenging it is for your vestibular system. So Mm. you tend to be the person who likes to drive because then you can predict movements, you're in control of the movements. As you move to the passenger seat, okay, now you still have the view of the front, but then the further back you move, you start to lose that ability Mm -hmm. to regulate. So this is important because we want to share with you that it's not just a black and white. There's so many different nuances to this. This is why we would say do our program because we help walk you through this. We help you make sense of this because that's a really big part for us is the education in why do I do what I do? Exactly. If your vestibular system is either hypo or hyper, you could have moments where you're experiencing the hyper part where you're like, I don't want Mm. any movement. Well, what other stressors are going on in your life? Or you could be the person who has the hypo and you're like, I need to move, I need to move. Well, what else is going on in your life? And there is – so there's the primitive reflexes, the lower centers of the brain, and that subconscious. What's happening underneath the surface to drive you to do certain things? And once you go back and do these movements, here's the best part. Here's the benefit of doing our program is you can go integrate your Moro. You can go integrate your tonic labyrinth and reflex. You can integrate the asymmetrical tonic neck reflex, the symmetrical tonic neck reflex, the um, the land labyrinth and head writing reflex. Yeah. Yeah, I missed that one. And integrate all of those. And creep because now you're integrating the reflexes and then you get on your belly and start creeping. And all of a sudden, whoa, my vestibular system doesn't have to work harder anymore. Mm -hmm. I actually caught myself just sitting. I don't need to sit in my chair and spin. I don't need Mm -hmm. to get up and move. I can sit for longer periods of time. And we're never here to say that we're curing anything. We're just giving Mm -hmm. your brain what it needs. And then amazing things start to happen because your brain and body want to be in alignment. They want to have the ease of tackling the day. So the main benefit is you might be coming to us because you're like, oh, my moral reflex is on. I can tell because I'm always in the state of fight or flight. I can't take feedback. I always want to control everything. Then we're like, oh, go do exploding rocks. And we share how to do that. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, but my vestibular system just benefited too. I'm noticing it here too. So there's always the overlap there. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is a lot of people ask us like, what do I do about it? Like, okay, you shared about the vestibular system. What should I do about this? And it's like, I know, I think usually what people are expecting nowadays is like an OT kind of thing where you're like spinning and you're doing these exercises that are like to challenge and to kind of exercise the vestibular system. And those are great. Don't get us wrong. We do them all the time. Danny has this like little egg that you get in and you spin or jumping on the trampoline. Like there's so many things you can do for the vestibular system. Also to kind of stimulate it, I would say, maybe not as much develop it, but 
in order to get to the root, you have to integrate the primitive reflexes. So that's the thing that we always end up sharing. And I know we always keep coming to, back to the same thing, but that's because this truly is the foundation for the rest of the brain to be able to process all those extra like vestibular stimulation things. Because that's when your brain is actually prepared to do it is when the, the reflexes aren't getting in the way. The reflex is always going to win is what yeah. we're trying to say. Yeah. If the reflex is on, that's always going to win because that's its job. And so it's always going to take over everything else. That's that's what reflexes do. That's that's it's reflexive, right? And that's all for all the reflexes, not just the primitive ones, right? And so that's why we need to you can't or you can try really, really hard to override it. And that's the compensations and that's a lot of the top down approaches, right? And so once you get rid of that resistance from the reflex being like, oh, I have to do this that's when like just things just get so much easier and you really are able to process all these other modalities so much better, right? Yeah, and you're only as good as your compensation. So if you are somebody who, okay, I know myself, I can feel my nervous system getting dysregulated, I pop onto social media, oh, this person has this great technique, I can take deep breaths, I can go shake out my body and do something somatic or whatever. It'll work for a bit until you have too many stressors. And that's yes. what our program is designed to do is to take you further beyond that. Because if you have a developed vestibular system, which we can tell immediately if you do or not, by the way, if you want to know more about that, let us know. Um, and if you have your reflexes that aren't developed, and if you have the lower centers of the brain that aren't doing, or sorry, primitive reflexes that are not integrated, and the lower centers of the brain that are not developed, then you will get to a point, if you have too many stressors at once, it'll explode. And yes. I can speak to this so well because I know that once we started doing our program regularly for 20 minutes a day, I was like, oh my gosh, my overstimulation has totally chilled out. My son mm -hmm. does not trigger me like he used to. I actually can hold regulation and show my kids what that looks like without having to effort. That's the key part. There you go. That's it. Effort. And here's That's the, key, the main thing is you'll have life experiences that these reflexes and these lower centers of the brain are designed, like Paloma said, to do a job to keep you alive. That's their job, right? So you can integrate, you can develop, and they all lie dormant. And then maybe you have a really big environment, a big experience of a car accident, a big move, and multiple stressors happening at once, some PTSD stuff we hear about all the time. The reflexes come back on. The development mm -hmm. of the lower brain goes, oh, it's time to do my job, survival mode engaged. And then you're back to acting like that. And so exactly. we share, you have to keep doing this. This is a lifestyle. You're going to have stressors in today's world. We no longer live nearly enough time in our parasympathetic system, which is the no. rest of the digest. We are constantly in the sympathetic state of fight, flight, freeze, da, da, da. things are coming at us constantly because of technology, because life is just so much faster than it's ever been. Absolutely. And so we have to regulate. It is like a human right to get on the floor and yes. regulate your system. It's why we were designed to do it in the first place, right? Like no one ever taught exactly. a baby to crawl. Babies just know to do it, right? So Absolutely. we need to go back to that. And yes. um, that's just our belief system anyways. So well, yeah, 100%. And then that's when, when people truly start to see the life change, their life change is when they truly commit to just being like, this is another thing that I do. It's yeah. just the thing that I do 
for my nervous system. And each person is going to be different, right? Like you do, you have to do it every day. I don't have to do it every day, right? right. You have way more stuff that's out going on in your day-to-day -day life with your family and everything. And mm -hmm. I'm, you know, not, I don't. So, you know, it also depends on each person's brain. And like you said, you're more wired for movement from the beginning. Like that's yeah. just your brain and I'm not. So it's also different. And so I think that's the cool part. And a lot of people will come, come to us. I wanted to say that earlier when they're like, oh, I used to have like car sickness and a lot of vestibular challenges when I was little. And then they went away because I did this thing and now they're back. And I'm like, okay, so what's going on in your life? Mm -hmm. Big move, huge breakup, just had a kid, um, you know, whatever it might be, new job, whatever it is and all these things. And that's a sign of your compensations wearing away. Yeah. We should even do a whole episode on that because compensations, like we get, we just get so used to them that when they start to go away, cause there's so much going on our plate that our bandwidth gets really small. That's when we're like, what's going on? Like, why am I feeling this way again? Because we do think sometimes I think we all as, as humans have a tendency to think that a lot of these things that we do for our life and for our brain, for our well-being are kind of like a one and done, right? right. Check it off the list. Okay, I'm good. Never yeah. going to have that again. And that's just not the way that the body works, especially when it comes to these things. And we say this all the time. It's like going to the gym. If you're expecting to do five push-ups and then you have that muscle forever, that's not going to happen, right? You have to really continually keep going. And yeah, that's the cool part about the, about the program. And you know what, if you have a job, so there's a, we work with vets too, who've been in combat, they've done tours. A lot of times when you come back from that, the adjustment period is huge. And so mm -hmm. needing to integrate your reflexes again and develop the brain again is really critical. Or if you have a job, if you're a police officer, I was just talking to my friend who her husband is a police officer. And if you think about that job, that is literally everyday survival. You're walking yeah. into something you have unknowns every single yeah. second. And we we back yeah. the blue here, by the way. At least I, <laughs> I can speak to that. Because society needs that, right? Society needs some sort of coherence going on and like, okay, we understand where we have accountability anyways, but the police officers, every single day, you're walking into something where you just don't know what's going on. Um, teenagers, hormonal teenagers. Oh my gosh. The pruning process of the brain that's happening at that stage of life is so insanely. So much. It, yeah. It's just so much is happening. You're literally preparing yourself to walk out into the world on your own. So that's why mm -hmm. these risk behaviors we're seeing in teenagers, there's no actual like there's no remorse i'm seeing no remorse happening and then we're also seeing that they just have no insight that like there's actually like consequences right and then yeah. once the consequences hit they're still just like meh whatever it's because that's what the brain is supposed to be doing right it's now meant to do to that, become yeah. fearless and like okay it's my turn to go like leave the world and go be on my own and be not and be fearless right mm -hmm. and so we're seeing so much of that and then now we couple it with the amount of screen time our kids are on. I mean, it's a lot. And it's not saying that we should be fearful of all these things. It's just mm -mm. saying we need to have a strategy in place. We need to have- Yeah, what are we going to do about help. it? Yeah, Absolutely. how do we help? And so this is why we say our program can go into any facility, any organization. And we are in schools right now, which is so cool. Yeah. And really help kids learn how to regulate. Mm -hmm. On that note, the next major sensory system is the proprioceptive system. And this one is so subtle yet so huge. It's your mm -hmm. innate sense of where you are in space. It is mm -hmm. literally knowing where are my feet without having to think where are my feet. It's just right. knowing. And so a good way to know if you have a proprioceptive challenge is just um, if you have to tap your feet a lot. 
if mm-hmm. you're someone who has to tap a pen, if you're someone who just leans on things, if you're a space invader, you're constantly so close in people's faces. You'll Bumping always into them when you're walking. Constantly crashing into walls. If you're working with kids, they pet the dog or cat too hard, pull its tail. Mm-hmm. They um, chew on things. Oh my gosh, the chewing on the oh, shirt, the chewing. the chewing on the strings, the nail biting. Because the proprioceptive system is throughout the entire body. It's in every joint, tendon, and muscle. And so Mm -hmm. anytime you activate it, chewing, that's in the jaw, right? So anytime you chew on it, you're activating the proprioceptors in the jaw. That's why a lot of people clench their jaws, right? They have TMJ because they're so stressed out. And then they're also Mm -hmm. giving that brain like, okay, there's some feedback going on. Mm Because anytime you give the input, it it gives the brain like a, "Ah, okay, there you are. Mm -hmm. I got it. And this is a very unconscious system that should be working automatically. You don't want to have to think about where are my feet because if you think about how unnerving that would be to be like, I can't feel my feet automatically and I have to tap them to keep track of where they are, then your mind is constantly preoccupied with where's my body, right? Yeah. And we see this with kids all the time because they're so – they don't have the compensations as well worked out. So they're crashing. And we have the overt kiddos who are crashing into walls. and Exactly. Or you have the really subtle ones that are just like – you know, wearing sweatshirts to like help give themselves that proprioception, even though it's a million degrees outside. They're like, mm-hmm. I got to wear a sweatshirt because it gives me that safety of Or the super tight shoelaces where parents are like, why are you doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? Shoe's so tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is where the proprioceptive system, again, it's back to primitive reflexes, lower centers of the brain, certain mm-hmm. reflexes like the moro, the rooting, the suck, the palmer, the planter, and the gallant reflex are all connected to that proprioceptive system. So mm-hmm. if any of those reflexes are not integrated, then that means that proprioceptive system has to work harder. It's not automatically functioning how it's intended to. And so- And you also have different ways of of, of seeing the- proprioceptive challenges where it's either over or underactive, right? So some people will crave kind of like the tight shoelaces, the tight hugs, the tight shirt, like clothes in general, right? They just want like that kind of stuff. And they really seek out that extra strong or like want like a massage is like super deep tissue, right? And some people are the opposite where they're just avoidant. So like any, even the lightest touch, they're like, oh, get away from me, right? Or tags, that's what that's where tags come in. I used to be a big tag person. Yeah, anything with like hair or socks, like the seams on what you're wearing. And we talk a lot about clothes because that's what's in closest contact with our with our skin, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also another way of noticing like, which one am I, right? But once again, the way to address it, you can do all the brushing therapies you want. You can do all the stimulation that you want. But the one thing that's truly going to get you to be able to process those and stimulate the proprioceptive is integrating these reflexes that we just talked about. And yeah. that's once again, part of the program, but it really is the same thing with all of these, right? It's, you've got to get to the root of it first. Every time. And I can tell you with my daughter, who's four years old, she's doing her brain work daily. I can brush her hair and it's not like, oh, mom, you're pulling my hair out. When she stops doing her brain work, because she's in a little bit of a a phase right now and I'm really working on myself and working on guiding (laughs) regulations. So there's like, mommy's got to do mommy first. Mm. Um, I can tell she hasn't done it for a minute. 
And all of a sudden it's so painful to brush your hair and Mm -hmm. it's always connected. And so, and you think about kids, like think about how much a child learns a day and think about how much information we take on a day. It's overwhelming for our systems. So it's so quick that our brains can pop out of that regulated state. And that's why nervous system regulation should be like as important as brushing your teeth, you know, every day. Wow. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that. Yeah. For real. Um, and what other things? So the proprioceptive and the vestibular system, we see massive changes. We can actually – a really fun exercise we do when we have sessions, we ask the kids to close their eyes and we walk mm-hmm. you through an exercise so the parents can actually see how they're processing their proprioceptive system. And we call out body parts and the kids have to touch their body parts. And there'll be times where we'll say, okay, touch your shoulders. And then they'll they'll like have this like confused look on their face. And yeah. we encourage like, you're doing great. You're doing great. And if you're curious on doing this with your kid, we have a whole process to walk you through it in our program. Um, and then they'll touch like their hips. And we'll be like, yeah. yeah, you're doing awesome. And the parents' faces are just like, oh my Whoa. gosh, they have no idea where their body is. And they're like, no wonder they're constantly needing hugs and clinging on to me because they have no grounding. They have no sense exactly. of where they are in space. And it's such an uh, unnerving feeling to not be grounded. Totally. It's so disorienting. I mean, where am I? How am I supposed to operate, do anything if I don't know where I am in space? That's it's, horrible. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So another main um, sensory system is our auditory processing, right? That's mm-hmm. all of listening. And again, all the cues that come in, how many times have you seen? And adults are a little different. They can handle it differently. But nowadays, I don't know if you notice how many people are walking around with earbuds. Like, is that what mm-hmm. they're called? AirPods? I don't mm-hmm. even know what they're called. Well, just- Constantly. They're just always in their ears. Like anything yeah. that they're doing. And it's like that white noise. Yes. Um, because my son does this too. He makes his own white noise where he always yes. has to have something going because every other sound is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. We see people cover their ears when they like, especially kids in bathrooms when like the flushing of the toilet goes on, they like are terrified. They cover their ears or mm-hmm. the sound of a blender or a vacuum is too much for them. It's because that input is coming in louder than it should. Mm-hmm. And from a survival standpoint, that's great to be able to hear what's happening around you. You can hear everything. Exactly. And it'll help keep you alive. But think about how overwhelming that is when you don't need to be in survival mode. And exactly. It's coming in way too loud. So the auditory. Totally. Process- and it's similar. Yeah. 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 And it's in the auditory is the Moro, the TLR, the Gallant, and the ATNR. Um, and the visual is very similar mm-hmm. in the sense that. If you're, if you want to survive, right. If you are in a survival situation, you want your eyes to be able to like focus in on whatever's going on and be hyper aware of everything that you can do to survive. But if you're not, and this is very, very common with the Moro, I see this, we've seen this millions of times with the Moro Mm -hmm. is you become more sensitive to certain visual inputs, especially light. Mm. And so this is an example that I had for my dad and he's okay with me sharing this. He, before he did the program, he always wanted everything to be very dim light, right? I mean, I'm not a fan of overhead light and I know you aren't either. Like we, we all like a, a nice little like moody lighting, but he literally like his room was super dark. His apartment was super dark, like the kitchen, everything. And I remember when I would go in there, I'd be like, can you see anything? Like, are you here? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. What are you talking about? Like, okay, whatever. No big deal. He did the program. And then one day he put it in our accountability chat. He was like, I'm noticing that I'm like 
opening the windows more. I changed the light bulb so I could see, see more things. And I'm not like avoiding light as much. And that also goes hand in hand with him wanting to even like go places more often and like do more things because there's light everywhere. Right. And it's always unpredictable. Like we always talk about the, the horrible fluorescent lights and like yeah. target and all these like, big stores. That's the kind of stuff that he had trained himself to avoid. And now he's like, I don't care anymore. Like I can have as much light as you know, I need and I'm okay with that. So that's one of those little things where it comes that you don't notice how much you've been avoiding something until it changes and you're like oh that's very interesting oh my gosh I love when we get to see people go through our program and the changes they experience because oftentimes it's so subtle and again mm -hmm. we're not looking for the positive that's why so many people have a hard time talking about the positive benefits because they're like yes. I'm still focused on the negative thing that's still disrupting my life right mm -hmm. but there's so many positive one of our members in the cortex accountability group just said I can play video games with my children better because I can actually stay on. I don't feel overwhelmed by all the visual things happening on the video yeah. games. Look at me calm my system down. <laughs> like, playing Super Mario. And I was like, look at you. I mean, that's rad that you can actually see those changes. But 100%, there's people who don't understand why they don't like going into big box stores because the overheld fluorescent. But get this, what do all schools put into their most? I know, I know, I They're know. all fluorescent lights, right? There are oh. some teachers who are awesome and they like drape covers over their lights to help mm -hmm. dim it and change the coloring. But also, not only is that it's the nervous system is the, the reflex is being triggered. Mm -hmm. And then also it's shifting like our circadian rhythms too. Exactly. All the new like energy efficient lights are the wrong color. And so then it's tricking oh, our right. to stay up and awake because it's a blue light. And so that's- well, yeah, and that's yeah, and that's why people have to seek out these like natural light lamps and stuff. You know, like yeah. the, what are they called? I think they're even called like circadian rhythm lamps or something like that, where I'm not getting that from my regular day-to-day -day environment. So I have to seek it out somewhere else. And that's part of what we're talking about. That's one of the things that's adding and adding and adding to our overwhelm and our overstimulation in our day-to-day -day lives. Yeah. And I mean, I think we've talked about a lot of stuff today. I hope it wasn't overwhelming. Speaking of over overwhelm, uh, but you know, this is, this is really the core of what we're what we're doing at our, in our program is helping those senses work with your brain instead of against it right yeah. and it's it's at the end of the day that's what we all want is to be able to just you know have a peaceful like what we were saying earlier like people that have a and more organized brain just have a more peaceful life they can flow more easily and that's what yeah. we all want it is and yeah and honestly if you can learn about the sensory systems and how big of a role they have and then knowing that you have movements that can help them integrate and do what they're supposed to do automatically that's the key mm -hmm. automatically you mm -hmm. then cannot – you don't have to work as hard. You don't have to compensate. You don't have to avoid so much in life, and you can actually live your more authentic version. Exactly. So that's the big part here is we just want to educate and share more and help you understand why you do what you do. And then there's something you can do about it. And then all the amazing – the cool changes that people talk about in our program when they share all uh. the things that are shifting for them, it's just like – Yes, it's so true. You can live an easier life. Is it going to be yes. easy? No, but easier is the key. So exactly. thank you for being here today and listening to us. And Paloma's going to end it with her amazing spiel. <laughs> 2024, you will do it. Okay. You're going to do the thing. Okay. I mean, spiel. Yeah. Here's El Spielo. Um, <laughs> TikTok in underscore the underscore cortex. Instagram in the cortex underscore us instagram in spanish into the cortex underscore esp we're still working on that one by the way it's getting up there facebook yeah. in the cortex us um 
YouTube in the Cortex US. We already know it now. Yeah. And our email is hello at in the cortex.com. Our website is in the cortex.com. <sighs> okay. It's a lot. Um, and yeah, Paloma did just translate the entire program into Spanish. So we're going to be like rolling that out really soon. We're rolling it out very soon. We're very Thanks. excited. I'm in Mexico. I'm going to start getting mm. some in-person stuff going. It's going to be amazing. And we remember if you sign up today, you can use, well, today or tomorrow or, you know, in the near future, hopefully, um, mm -hmm. you can use promo code Brainiac to get 10 bucks off your first uh, payment of our program and remember you pay for 12 months and then you have lifetime access it's not a members you have to sign back up for it's just a super long payment plan that's it because we want you here for life All right. lifetime access for everybody thank, thank you. you so much have an amazing rest of your day and don't forget to subscribe and give us a good rating if you like this podcast because it means it a lot to us thank it you does. for spreading the word alright we'll see you next time bye, bye.